Here we go. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now, here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Rockcast. I am your host, Monty Calvin. The greatest of all time. You know, in the past, this time of year, I put out uh, Christmas specials and holiday episodes. But the fact is, is that I'm not really that crazy about the holidays. In fact, uh, they're kind of a pain in the ass. So I thought this year, instead, I'm just going to do the year-end special. Which, personally, is one of my favorite episodes of the year. It's not that special! I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll still be doing some of the same old crap I always do, but I'll also be taking a look back at what was 2018. I'll be telling you what I thought was good and bad about it, and I'll also be handing out my annual Rock Casty Awards for the best and worst in everything. Wow! And since I know you're just dying to find out who the winners and losers are, let's get right to them. I'm not that excited! Alright, the first Rock Casty I'm going to give out is for the biggest waste of money. I don't want to hear it! You know, as a U.S. citizen, I have to pay taxes on roads that have potholes in them. And I have to sit back and watch the Mueller investigation spend millions trying to find anything possible that they can pin on Trump. But for me, the biggest waste of money is the bill that I have to pay to AT&T for internet and cable. Oh! Each month, it costs me what is uh, roughly equal to a car payment. And yet, every single morning, I still have to reboot my computer in order to get Wi-Fi. I've had the expert AT&T technicians out to my house three times so far. But I still can't get through an episode of Jerry Springer without the picture freezing. Come on! Now, speaking of TV, uh, there's some pretty good stuff on Netflix and YouTube. But for regular TV, uh, it's kind of slim pickings. For example, I just spent months watching Dancing with the Stars, all to find out that the winner was neither a star nor a good dancer. It was some country DJ guy that uh, was actually one of the worst dancers on the show. But he had a funny, likable personality, and the people who watched uh, decided that he should be champion. Which uh, makes me think that they should probably reevaluate letting the viewers have a vote. The stupidity! Now, another show that I watch is The Family Feud. However, even though the word family is in the title, it's probably something you shouldn't watch with your family. The host is Steve Harvey, and uh, he's really funny. But the number one answer to almost every question on that show is penis. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's intentional, because you get stuff like, uh, Name something a man would not be surprised to find in his pants. Aha! It doesn't really matter, though, what the question is. If you and your family ever find yourself on the family feud, my advice would be uh, just go up there, hit the buzzer, and yell out penis. There's an excellent chance that it's going to be on the board. 
but the winner of the Rock Casty for my favorite TV show this year is the Greg Gutfeld Show. Who, who, who that? If you never watch the Fox News Channel or you don't care anything about politics, you may not even know who Greg Gutfeld is. But it's a great show, even though it only comes on once a week on Saturday night, and it's a lot funnier than Saturday Night Live is these days. And instead of the same old thing where uh, liberals tell jokes about Republicans, this is conservatives and libertarians making fun of radicals. And that may make me a right-wing kook in your opinion, but here's where you're wrong. The fact that something on Fox News is my favorite show and this is what I'm doing on a Saturday night, uh, well, that just makes me kind of boring. Loser! You're a loser! As far as the worst show on TV, uh, the nominees are Real Money, and that is a reality show starring Eddie Money and his family. And whether it's real or scripted, uh, you can decide that for yourself, but uh, feel free to cringe. It was hard to watch. Another nominee and a complete turd that I mentioned on the last episode, it's The Walking Dead. I used to love this show, and now I hate it, and there are many reasons. The first being that the writers and producers of this show decided that rather than making a good show, uh, let's just make it be politically correct. In other words, let's make all the couples either interracial or gay. Let's take all the female characters and make them badass leaders, even if they're 12 years old. And let's take all the strong male roles and uh, turn those guys either into complete pussies or kill them off. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of the actors who are playing these parts are quitting the show. It's because even they know that it sucks. But the final nominee and the winner of this year's Rock Casty for Worst TV is actually a surprise. Because it's not just one TV show, it's all TV sitcoms. Really? Yeah, shocking that Murphy Brown got canceled already. I was really expecting that to be a laugh riot. I assume this is sarcasm. But the truth is, none of them are funny. I mean, the days of Seinfeld and uh, Friends even, uh, those days are over. And expecting a modern-day network TV sitcom to be funny is like asking your kids to turn out a light. Or how about you shut the front door when you leave the house so all the cold air doesn't come flowing in? Uh, Yeah, it's not going to happen. But let's face it, as a parent, I'm basically just an unpaid taxi driver. They want picked up from swim practice. They want you to drive them to work. And do I even get a thank you? No. There's absolutely no gratitude, but uh, what was I talking about? I think I got off track. Oh yeah, the Rock Casties. Uh, let's do a music-related one. How about uh, Best Concert? And this was a weird year because I usually go to a lot of them, but this year I didn't go to hardly any concerts at all. There were a couple that I wanted to go to and couldn't, but most of them I just didn't care anything about. But the one show that I did go to and that I thought was great was In Flames. I've asked several of you guys out there if you like In Flames, and uh, your answer is always the same. Uh, no. I hate them! 
Yeah, it's never, uh, well, you know, they're not really my thing, but uh, they're a good band. Uh, No, it's just flat out, no, I don't like them. And I don't really get that because I think In Flames is awesome. And my wife, Lindsay, knows that I love them. And uh, being the super badass, cool wife she is, she got us tickets. And we had to drive like an hour to get to this place in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, But it's a really cool venue. And we could see them really well, and it sounded incredible. And they came out there with their gray beards and just played some of the most head-crushing riffs for about 90 minutes, and we had so much fun. Once again, that was In Flames, a band that's so killer, you can't just say In Flames, you gotta say In Flames. And why would I do this again? Okay, I'll get to more rock casties later, but right now I thought I'd do a top 10. And I think I'll preface this by saying, you know, the holidays are always kind of tough for me. And it's not all the usual stress that goes with buying the presents and, uh, you know, dealing with all the crowds at the store. For me, it's the huge amounts of food that is always available that I shouldn't eat. Lindsay's always making pies and cookies and stuff that uh, I don't need to have. And then there's all that starchy stuff like potatoes and bread. And I know I shouldn't eat it, but I love all of it, and so I do. And I gain weight, and it messes with my blood sugar levels. And it's just such a drag because I love food. But I know somebody that uh, seemingly doesn't like food, and that would be my 11-year-old stepson, Draven. And if I were to ask Draven to name his top 10 favorite foods, I don't think he could make that list. Because I don't think there are 10 food items that he likes. Nitpicky. You see, Draven likes chicken nuggets and fries, and that's about it. However, there's about a million food items that Draven hates, and so he gave me his list of the top 10 foods that he refuses to eat. And it starts at number 10 with condiments. This would include ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, anything like that. And Draven says, I hate condiments because they look gross and I don't want liquids in my food. No, no, of course not. Number nine is tomatoes because they taste like butt. I'm sure they do. Number eight is wontons because he really hates cream cheese. I don't think anybody likes that. At number seven, Draven says uh, he doesn't like sweet and sour chicken because he doesn't like Chinese food. You know, Lindsay didn't like Chinese food either when I first met her, but I turned her on to this awesome buffet place, and now she likes it. So maybe someday Draven will change his mind. 
because I personally love it. Absolutely. At number six, it's mushrooms because they are slippery and squishy and gross. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Number five is sauce because it's spicy. Unacceptable. Yeah, well, I think you're getting the idea now that Draven does not want anything added to his food. He wants it plain and preferably just as bland as he can get it. I'm good with that. Number four, Draven doesn't like lettuce because it feels weird and it tastes like grass. It's awful. Number three is sushi, and guess why? Because he doesn't like fish. Nobody does. Number two is sour cream because it looks gross and tastes like sour chunks of liquid crap. I'm going to vomit. And that would bring us to number one on my stepson's list of food that he refuses to eat. Cheesy potatoes because they taste like sour cream. That is a fine list from Draven. Good job, man. And he has an excellent chance of being in the top 10 playoffs. And if you'd like to be part of that, you better get me your list quickly. Because the top 10 playoffs is coming up in March. I, of course, am not eligible for the top 10 playoffs. But that does not stop me from making my own. And Emmett Hall on Facebook suggested that I do a top 10 list of people I would like to hang out with. And since Emmett is such a great guy, I decided, hey, why not? And so here we go, starting out at number 10, I would like to hang out with one of the Kansas City Chiefs, either Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey just seems like he'd be hilarious, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, well, he's just the man. And he's beloved by many. At number nine, it would be another athlete, uh, Wade Davis. He's my favorite baseball player. He's a pitcher, and uh, the guy is also the man. That's a stud! Number eight would be any player on the Kansas City Royals, and preferably somebody that spoke English so we could have a conversation. So perhaps uh, Salvador Perez, he speaks fairly good English, and maybe we could go out and, you know, and have some uh, quesadillas or a chimichanga. What about tacos? Number seven would be Peter Frampton. Uh, He's mainly responsible for me picking up a guitar in the first place, and I would love to tell him that. Good luck with that. Number six, I think it'd be fun to hang out with Will Ferrell. He's probably my favorite comedian of all time, and, uh, you know, he's one of the first names that popped into my head. And so, I don't know, I think that might be a pretty good choice. It was brilliant. Number five is Ted Nugent. I love the Nuge. We could discuss politics, or rock and roll, or maybe even, uh, you know, hunting, which I know nothing about. He'd probably do all the talking, but uh, hey, it'd be interesting. He's a maniac! Number four is one of my favorite musicians of all time, Pete Townsend, as is number three, Ginger from the Wild Hearts. I've actually met Ginger a couple of times. He's a great guy, but I'd love to hang out and write some tunes. But of course, (laughs) that will never happen. Number two is Paul McCartney, and I'd be so freaked out I wouldn't even know what to say. Because you're such an a-hole. And that would bring me to number one, and the person I would most like to hang out with 
is Hot Lindsay. Yeah, you would. Ho-ho! I've been hanging out with her for about 10 years now, and she's still my favorite person. She's funny, intelligent, beautiful, and sexy as hell. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for the idea for the list, Emmett. I appreciate it, but uh, it's time to get back to more rock casties. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what do you say we do best and worst movies of the year? I don't usually go to a lot of movies, and this year was no exception. But I did see three or four, and the ones I like were The Star is Born and The Queen movie. And believe it or not, I'm going to go with The Star is Born as my favorite movie of the year. I thought the acting was pretty good, the story was rather touching... And the music was actually even pretty good. But the worst movie for me that I saw was Black Panther. Say what? As you probably know, I'm not a big fan of all those Marvel action pictures. And this one I got dragged to by Lindsay and the kids and I just hated it. I about fell asleep and I just could not wait for it to be over. You just don't get it! Uh, In the category of biggest winners of the year... Well, let's see, you had uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Red Sox. But I think we can all agree that the biggest winners of them all were the people who bought the new Galactic Cowboys album. Hell no! You waited for years for that thing, and I'm pretty sure you were not disappointed. I I was dumbfounded. And from the bottom of my heart, I would like to say to all 50 of you, Thank you so much. But how about the biggest losers of the year? Uh, You had the Baltimore Orioles in baseball, in football. You got the 49ers in Oakland. They're really bad. And in life, you had teenagers eating Tide Pods. They're idiots. I mean, come on, kids. What happened to stuff like streaking? Why don't you go back to eating a big tablespoonful of cinnamon? That detergent stuff could kill you. But all those teams and people and all those losers out there paled in comparison to the Galactic Cowboys. Oh, no. They put out a great album and then did not play one single show in 2018. How's that working out for you? Yeah, it was truly a huge fail on our part. But let me explain. We had all the good intentions of getting out there and at least hitting some major markets. You know, like L.A., New York, uh, some of the bigger cities. But every time we would try to schedule anything, it just would not work out with our four individual schedules. We even had a couple of pretty good tours offered to us that we had to turn down. For instance, Sons of Apollo talked to us about opening for them. But they wanted us to do like two or three months with them, and we couldn't commit to that long, so that fell through. And the last thing we talked about was just doing a couple of weeks in November. And I was on board for that, but uh, it fell through, and we haven't talked about anything since. And so I don't really know what the future holds for Galactic Cowboys. I had fun making the album, and I enjoyed the one show we did. But here's the thing you got to understand about doing shows or doing a tour. It sounds fun and it sounds easy like, hey, why don't you just do it? But it takes money, it takes a lot of planning and uh, getting everybody's schedule together. And even if we wanted to play just a couple of shows some weekend, 
that would require me flying to Houston and Alan canceling a couple of gigs for his cover band. And then we'd have to practice for several days and then figure out how we're getting the equipment to wherever we're going. And then hoping that a lot of people show up and buy a t-shirt so we can have enough money to get back to Houston and I can get back to Kansas City. And so a lot goes into it, but uh, we hope you'll forgive us. Uh, We really did want to play some shows for you and get out there and meet you. But who knows? Maybe we'll get to do something in the future. I guess we'll see. In the meantime, you know, you've got the CDs and, uh, you know, you can listen to my podcast. Eh, no thanks. Now, how about some music awards? Uh, let's do uh, Worst Album of the Year. We can't wait. Uh, I don't really enjoy this one that much because I know how hard it is to make an album. And when it comes down to it, it's really just a matter of opinion. And I'm sure there was a lot of uh, just god-awful stuff that uh, I didn't hear. But of the new albums that I got this year, uh, the rock casty goes to Ace Freely with Spaceman. I know we all love Ace and Kiss and, uh, you know, he's a legend and all that. But, uh, you know, to me, the, the lyrics were not good and neither were the songs and even his playing wasn't that great. Now, I didn't really expect the Ace Freely album to be that great to begin with, so I wasn't really disappointed in it. But there were some CDs that came out this year that I did have high hopes for, and they let me down. And so in the category of most disappointing album of 2018, the nominees are Ghost with Prequel. It started out great with a couple of good songs in the beginning, but by the end, I was just kind of like, meh. What type of satanic, whacked out crap is that? Other disappointments were new CDs by Andrew W.K. and Saxon. But when I heard the latest CD from Disturbed called Evolution, I was like, what the hell has happened to them? Once again, it's got a couple of good tunes, but uh, I did not expect for half the album to be ballads. Listen, everyone, the time will come when all of us say goodbye. Feel that aching in your heart, leaving you broken inside. So yeah, there were some disappointing albums out there this year. But how about the Rock Casty for the most surprising CD of the year? Well, I mean, can you imagine what that would be? When I got this album, I did not expect to like it at all. 
In fact, I thought I would listen to it maybe once and then play it for somebody like Jimmy Jeff for a laugh. But I was shocked to find out that I really liked it. And you're not going to believe that this is coming out of my mouth, but the most surprising CD of the year for me was Stephen Piercy's solo album, View to a Thrill. I can't believe it! Yeah, I know, it's crazy, but uh, I used to like Rat. And this was kind of like listening to a new Rat album. So Rat's been on tour this year. Uh, Well, if you can call it Rat, I think there's only two original guys left in the band. But I've seen some of the video from a couple of those shows, and Stephen Piercy just looked like a total train wreck. He looked totally wasted, and he was forgetting lyrics, and he was just sitting on the drum riser while the band was playing. And all I could think was, wow, that guy's career is about over. So I kind of expected this CD to be kind of lame. But it's actually got some really good hooks on it, some catchy melodies. And if you liked Rat or some of that 80s melodic metal, uh, you might dig this. Now, in the past, on my year-end special, I always count down my top 10 favorite CDs of the year and my top 10 favorite songs. But I gotta be honest, this year when I tried to make out a list, I couldn't come up with 10 in either category. It's been that bad of a year musically for me. There just wasn't anything that I thought was incredible, but I did come up with five top albums. 
And this is stuff that's just from my personal collection. If there were new albums by Springsteen or U2, I didn't know anything about it and I didn't care. But of what I got and what I heard, this is the best, I guess. I'm not that excited. Yeah, I'm sure you're thrilled. But here we go anyway, starting at number five. It's Beartooth and their CD, Disease. If you're familiar with a band like A Day to Remember, uh, they're kind of like that. It's uh, sort of a cross between hardcore and punk. Number four, it's Halcyon Way with their CD, Bloody But Unbowed. If you're familiar with a band called Galactic Cowboys, it's sort of like that. Only maybe even a little heavier than GC, like uh, Kill Switch mixed with uh, Queensryche. Great harmonies right there. Uh, the guitar player is a guy named John Bowden. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's bought a couple of my paintings. And this Halcyon Way album sounds so good that uh, I'm kind of jealous. I'll admit it. Uh, the guitars and the production just beat my face in. 
but at the same time, there's just some beautiful stuff going on. My third favorite album of the year was Atreyu with In Our Wake. They're a metalcore band that hadn't put out anything in a long time, and I was not disappointed. The clean, melodic vocals on there were excellent, and uh, it had some great tunes. Number two on my list of favorite albums of the year was Judas Priest, Firepower. I was totally surprised at this CD. I didn't think I would like it nearly as much as I did, but it sounded great. The guitars just ripped my head off. The songs were really good, and Rob Halford just sang his ass off. Trapped inside the mind of this metal 
at number one in my favorite CD of the year. It's Of Mice and Men with Defy. This is a band that I've liked for quite a while now. They've gone through a couple of lineup changes over the years, but their music keeps progressing and getting more and more melodic. And I just thought this album was really, really strong. As a general rule, I don't like to get too political here on the rock cast because, you know, after all, it's about rock and roll and having fun. But if you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm a conservative and I definitely lean heavily toward the right. But the thing is, is I don't want to be unfair to the listeners I have who uh, lean to the left. Because I know there's a lot of you out there who don't agree with me on everything politically, and that's fine. I understand that. And I respect your right to have your own opinion. And since it's the holiday season and I'm in the spirit of giving, I thought I'd give some equal time for those of you who are on the left who probably vote Democrat. And so here now, playing the part of a radical leftist libtard, is Hot Lindsay with the Year in Review. Hello, Monty. How's it going, you sexy thing? Well, it's been a rough year. Really? Because uh, I thought things were going pretty well. Seriously? Well, the economy's been pretty good, unemployment is down. Right, no thanks to that president. What, you don't like Trump? Uh, he's a racist. Racist? Yeah, he hates the blacks and all the Mexicans. Oh, come on. He wants to put babies in cages. No, he does not. He helped Russia rig the election. No, now that's not true. There's no proof of that. He slept with porn stars? Not, oh, well, yeah, that is true. Yeah, he needs to be impeached. Okay, for what? He doesn't believe in climate change. What? Climate change? Yeah, you aren't worried about how cold it is? Uh, no, it's winter. It's supposed to be cold. You're not gonna say that when all the polar bears are dead. Uh, Well, that doesn't even make any sense, but, uh, polar bears? Animals have rights, too. Uh, I thought we were talking about climate change. Would you at least stick to the topic? (laughs) Are you trying to bully me? Well, no. You know, there's nothing worse than a bully. Oh, yeah? Unless it would be some of these offensive holiday season songs. Uh, what what are you talking about? You mean like Christmas songs? Uh, yeah. What's offensive about Christmas songs? I no longer refer to it as Christmas. Alright, I'll play along. Why not? Because not everyone celebrates Christmas. What about the Jews? Yeah. And the Muslims? 
Okay, so you're offended by, say, uh, the song White Christmas. Uh, yeah, that's racist. Well, that's ridiculous, but, uh, all right, uh, okay, how about uh, Little Drummer Boy? What are you going to do with that? That excludes females from playing the drums. Oh, well, sure, you can't have that. And I'm guessing uh, Frosty the Snowman is bad? Why is it not Snow Woman? And who says Frosty identifies as a man? Nah. It should just be a snow person. Oh, jeez. Well, uh, don't tell me you're one of these people who thinks the song Baby It's Cold Outside is about date rape. Yep. No, really? Seriously? Yep. Oh, no. You too? Me too. Baby It's Cold Outside is about date rape. Hashtag me too. Oh, God. Well, uh, you know, if it's such a bad song... Uh, maybe we should do our own version of it. So you think we should change the words and make it more appropriate? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, just make it so unoffensive that there's just no way it would damage the psyche of any little snowflake out there. Sure. All right, well, let's give it a shot. Here now is an updated version of that old classic, Baby It's Cold Outside, done by yours truly and Hot Lindsay. Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, yeah, it's December. Baby, it's cold outside. Do you think you'd mind? I'd do anything for you. Scraping my windshield off. Well, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm feeling really stabby today. That's all right. We could watch the game. I hate football. It's gay. Well, now that's kind of harsh. Somebody's got get punched in the face. Gee, what's up with you? I can't feel my nose. Baby, it's cold outside. My fingers are toast. Baby, it's cold outside. You know, I'm freezing my ass off. You should probably wear a coat. This is some bullshit. Ah, you're beautiful when you're angry. I've got to get to work. Yeah, right. Traffic's gonna be a bitch. Yeah, 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 that's a shame. I have nothing to wear. Oh, for the love of God, would you quit complaining? So, are you picking the kids up from school or not? Well, yeah, I guess. I swear to God if somebody doesn't do those dishes. Yeah, whatever. I'm about to lose it. That is so offensive. I'm going to wrap things up now with some odds and ends. And the first thing is I got a couple of questions from Sabrina Nelson on Facebook. And let's see. She wanted to know uh, who the one person is who I would like to have interview me. Well, uh, you know, back in the 80s, I would have said David Letterman. But now, uh, oh, how about Howard Stern? He's really funny and cool, uh, but he'd probably ask me a bunch of questions about sex and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. That'd be fine. You're, you're a sick freak! 
The other question from Sabrina was, uh, hey, Monty, uh, I know you're not that into Halloween, but what about Christmas? Yeah, well, for me, you know, uh, the thing about Christmas is that you just got to stay focused on what it's really all about, which is, you know, uh, stressing out, buying presents, uh, deception, sneaking around, and uh, lying to your loved ones. Yes! You know, all the important stuff. Like, uh, if you buy a present for your wife, you got to get it into the house without her knowing. And she asks where you've been, and you're just like, uh, nowhere. And she says, what do you mean, nowhere? And you're like, uh, well, uh, I was over at a friend's house. And she says, I didn't know you had any friends. And you're like, uh, well, I don't, but uh, there was this guy, and he needed help. And sure, you know, you had to lie to her, but uh, hey, uh, at least she didn't find out what you bought her for Christmas. That's all that matters. So Christmas is a little bit stressful for me. I'm not going to lie. Well, actually, uh, I have to lie. It's Christmas. But I do like New Year's. Uh, You know, I make uh, New Year's resolutions every year. And in 2019, uh, one of my goals is to uh, lose a little weight. You know, knock off a couple of pounds. I got on the scales the other day, and I was around 190, and by the end of the year, I'd like to get that down to about uh, 188. You can do it! Yeah, I may have to work out, but it'll be worth it. What a slob. Another resolution of mine is this year, I will never use the phrase, I'm a grown-ass man. It's overused, I hear it too much, and I even heard a woman say it the other day. So I will not be saying that. Instead, I will say something like, uh, Hey, give me a break. I'm old. Works for me. I'd like to give a few shout-outs to some of you guys who have ordered T-shirts and CDs recently, like Jamie Roller, Jack Johnston, and Mike Erickson. And a special thanks to Scott Stevens, who just sent me a kind donation. I really appreciate it, and uh, it really does help me keep the website going and all that kind of stuff, so uh, thanks so much. Do you have anything else? I'm going to play you out with one last song off my favorite album of the year, and once again, it's from Of Mice and Men. It's a song called Vertigo, and uh, I can really relate to it because a year or so ago, I had vertigo really bad. I would wake up in the morning and the whole room would be spinning and I didn't know what was causing it. And one day this lady told me, you know, I had a doctor tell me that if you stop drinking soda, that can stop vertigo. And so I stopped drinking Dr. Pepper and lo and behold, it worked. I also lost about 15 pounds. So uh, there you go. You're just extremely well informed. But that is going to do it for me for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get a hold of me, uh, you know where to do it, on Facebook or at my website, montycolvin.net. I'll be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me. And rock on.
This has been Monty's Rockcast. Happy freaking New Year.